Welcome back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. That is a licensed agency, mental health agency located in downtown Greensboro. I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm a published author of close to 60 books, and I am an entrepreneur. I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Y'all know who I always say I love me some Jesus. Okay. Okay. Today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. It's going to again encourage your uh, soul and your heart. I got some great feedback from the last one and I just follow the leading of the Lord. So yes, I am a mental health therapist, but I follow the leading of the Lord. We're going to talk about uh, victory is here. Victory is here. The scripture talks about, I shall do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I want to talk to people that have gone through a process of pain, of transition, of betrayal, and you've come out on the other side. You're right at the door and you are saying, my victory, my victory is now. Amen. Because there is a beginning there is a middle and there is an end to your trial. And I want to speak prophetically to certain people to tell you your victory is now. Now, as a caveat, uh, everyone it does not work for everybody. Okay, but I want to give you some last and final instructions. Before I do that, uh, can you make sure you like, comment, and subscribe? And the next teaching, I want to talk to you about introverts and how God uses introverts to bring about massive success. Uh, massive favor, massive connections, and incredible achievement all through the arms of an introvert. And I am doing that because I want to encourage people because introverts really get a bad name. And we're taught if we are not social butterflies, if we don't uh, walk into a room and connect with everyone in that room, then obviously something is wrong. You're not going to be successful. Real facts. I have I am successful and I'm an introvert, period. I've written more books than, than most people that I know. Now, not as much books people I know personally. And I am here to address that lie because it is a lie. And I want everyone under the sound of my voice, if you identify being an introvert, do not believe this lie that because you're quiet, because you are discerning, and because you uh, are, are a quiet-natured person, and maybe you are a loner, that you cannot be successful. That is a bold-faced, period, point-blank lie. And I'm a witness to it. Okay. So I encourage you, you can tell I'm excited about that one, but this ain't that. <laughs> I just want you to just hang tight with me. I'm going, I'm, that's coming up. Okay. 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 All right. We're talking victory is here again. So you've gone through pain. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the day. You've gone through trials. You had your name lied on. The devil thought he had you, but God came and grabbed you. Amen. <laughs> uh, you have endured. You had a season of isolation. Uh, you had uh, all kinds of things, but it. But you recognize that it was your. It was God who sent the pain that was going to deliver you to your next. And you say now, if you say I'm in a season of transition, this is for you. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm letting go of the past and I'm moving forward. This is for you. Now, this is not for everybody. Some of y'all, y'all at the beginning stages of your trial. Some people just, you know, you just a sitting duck. But there are some of us, and I didn't mean us included, that we can truly say that I've endured, 
I've overcome and I've passed my test. Your victory is here. However, you don't walk into victory without some final instructions. Someone said final instructions. Okay. In my mind, even though we're talking here, I heard you. <laughs> final instructions. So let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. I'm excited. Victory is the act of overcoming the action of an enemy, of an opponent in a battle. It is a game of overcoming obstacles. If you know and you're Noah, you are an overcomer. Uh, if you like David and you said it was good that I was afflicted so I may learn your ways, this is for you. So when you have passed through the test and you pass through every obstacle, overcome every test, you are now ready and you are qualified for your next. Now you do have to qualify for next. Next does not come because I shout. Next does not come by faith alone. Next comes through enduring, through consistency and pursuit despite tremendous obstacles, pains, oppositions, and persecutions. I'm going to teach you about persecutions uh, coming up. How to handle persecution. Not next, though. I'll say next is going to be about my introverts. <laughs> Okay, so remember this is the pattern. I wrote a, a, a book, um, um, my first book, actually, first book I ever wrote, uh, 2000, I wrote it in 2006, I published in 2008. And it was called No Promise Without a Process, The Makings of a True Prophet. I wrote part one, part two, I'm posting it below. It's not free, which you can pick it up for fourteen ninety nine. Okay, all right. But it was called No Promise well, a process, the makings of a true prophet. And I begin to talk about how people who have a prophetic unction go through a process. Now we are living in a day and time where we believe in microwave generation. We just think this because somebody gave you an opportunity and that means you're anointed. You think because you holler a, a whole lot and you know, therefore you must be anointed. You have you know, a wonderful personality. You know, you can network your way uh, into your promise. <laughs> no um you we, we we've been we've been kind of taught that in this generation but how many know there's a process so what god does is hey, he gives you why does he gives you the promise okay and and he wants you to hold on to it and then he takes you allow the series of tests and trials and things that are that that you are allowed to go through so that he can develop you into who he has called you to Okay. So then that's the preparation. And then there's the manifestation of that. When I went away to college, let's, let's be clear. When I went away to college, okay, there, I, I started there. Uh, most of us did. You went to college or, you know, high, whatever you went to, you know, your trade school, it doesn't really matter. But we, we started the journey right into academia with the intention of graduating and the intention of graduating is not so we can just have a plaque on our wall, but so we can do the work in the field. And we recognized that I could not become what I wanted to be. You could not become that medical doctor. You could not become a nurse. You cannot become a therapist without a series of trainings, right? You, you, you went to school, you sat under professors in the field of practice, okay? Uh, and who had already been successful in your area. 
and you learned under them. If you were like me, we had the practicums and internships and I had to travel and all these experiences, but I had to take classes. I had to turn in assignments and I had to pass certain tests. Once I passed all the assignments, once I passed all the tests, once I turned in my paperwork, once I met the requirements that, that, that required for me to get your degree, then I could walk across the stage with my degree. Then I could take my experience and I could apply for a job. Then, right? So let, let's, let's all, you know, I love a church folk because I'm, I'm one of you. Could I, now watch this, could I buy osmosis? Could I just because I wanted to? Could I just take a selfie with somebody and get an opportunity to be a therapist? Absolutely not. Could I just shout my way to it? God going to give it to me? Yes. Hallelujah. Could I do that? Absolutely not. Could I just not show up for class, not pass any of my tests, not turn any of my work? Could I just then say, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Let me go get my cabin gown, honey. I'm ready to walk. Having not met the requirements for the position, I can't really. Guess what? If it's that way in real life, it's that way as it relates to your kingdom assignment. Just because someone gives you an opportunity does not mean you're qualified does not mean you pass the test, does not mean that you're anointed. I know this is hard. I don't even know why I'm coming this way, but being raised in church all my life, uh, and when I first, many, many years ago, began to seek God for my purpose. Anyone knows, you could check out that teaching I did on how I discovered my purpose. And God began to speak to me in a series of dreams and visions uh, um, over a certain amount of time. Uh, uh, in my naivety, okay, I thought just because God gave me a word that I'm just supposed to walk into it. That was it. It it never dawned on me. Nobody ever told me that there was a process I had to go through. Nobody told me that. Nobody. It was through my maturity and growing and learning and hearing from God. He said, yes, I have it for you, but I have to prepare you for what I have for you first. So I want to say this again. Um, and I know I'm going to repeat myself, but just for good measure, just so we're clear, just so we're clear. You don't get anointed just because someone gives you an opportunity. You don't get anointed purely based upon the fact of who you know. You don't become anointed. Doors do not open for you based upon your ability to network yourself. Not in God's kingdom. In the secular world, yeah, absolutely. But your ability to walk into open doors, to sustain yourself, to be someone that's, that people value, to be someone that can connect, to be someone that can have a successful, whatever that successful is, a successful business, uh, 
a successful relationship, a successful marriage, a successful finances, a successful ministry, a, a successful entrepreneur. Your ability to have success on that level in Christ has to do with your ability to endure the P word that Christians don't like. And that is the process. So I'm talking to these people and I want to declare over your life. I want you to hear me. If it resonates with you, that your victory is here. However, as stated, it does not come without final instructions. Remember I said and delivered to this to destiny. I talked about the three P's, things that God will do you when he's sending you forth. And God has to send you forth, right? God will send the people that you're going with. He will send, he will, you understand the purpose and you also understand the PPC. I can't think of the other the people, purpose, a promise, and he'll give you instructions of how do you deal with rejection. Okay. And so if you identify, I'm in a season of transition and, on, and I'm right at the door, what are my instructions? I would encourage you to read the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteronomy is like a dichotomy of, of, of different things. It's a dichotomy of, of Moses is getting ready to transition uh, not to not to take the people over. He's transitioning leadership to Joshua. And he goes through a book of what we call Deuteronomy. In the book of Deuteronomy, it breaks down into different things. Their history, the people of Israel's history. It breaks down their actions, what good or bad actions that they had, what they learned, okay? And it also goes over the future, reiterates the promise, reiterates actions that they need to have and warnings and pitfalls to avoid when they get to their promise, because getting to your promise is one thing, being able to sustain yourself in the promise is a completely different thing within itself. And this is what the process was for, according to Deuteronomy chapter eight, to humble you, to develop your character, to teach you certain things. All right. And so let's talk about this. I'm going to give you 10 instructions, but again, when you read the book of Deuteronomy, it is an entire book. I will read it. Just, and if you don't want to read it through the King James Version, it's maybe a little bit too uh, 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 hard to understand. I think it's fine, whatever, whatever version. Look at it through the New Living Translation. Go to BibleGateway.com. Uh, Bible this is not sponsored by them. Uh, go to uh, one of your apps. You can look at it from the New Living Translation or the Living Bible is what I really, really love. Or even the Message Bible. Message sometimes hit or miss. It can be very, very inaccurate, but we can go with it for this particular teaching. But read the book of Deuteronomy because and write down the instruction of the Holy Spirit begins to ele elevate you. So I'm just going to pick out a few points for those who are in that transition. You're saying my victory is here to reiterate your final instructions before you transition over to the other side of your victory. Okay. All right, first thing about Deuteronomy teaches us this. You must take an account of what you learn. And this is really to, when you've gone through certain things, like say, for example, again, that that that, that example I gave of, of college, right? Uh, what would happen if I didn't come out better? Well, what happened if I didn't come out having learned certain things? I may not have known every, never know everything there is to know before you graduate. It's just not possible. What, but what would happen if I didn't know anything? So you have to sit down and take an account of what you learned, your history, your actions, both right and wrong. What, what were some of the choices that you made? What were some of the mistakes that you made? What were some of the good things? And what are some things you want to carry? What are some of your warnings? And again, what did you learn? You have to, what it took for you to, to pass through the test of life is what it's going to take for you to sustain the promise. Okay, point number two, 
the, the book of Deuteronomy teaches us to remember and don't forget. Remember and don't forget. It simply means this: when you get to the other side, don't get so big in your britches and so full of pride. You don't, you forget where God has brought you from. When you forget that you lean over and you can be easily deceived. So don't forget where God has brought you from. Okay. Something else. I was going on with my lighting here. Hold on. All right. I don't know. All right. Point number three. Once you take an image, don't just say, okay, this is what I learned. I learned this. I learned. Have uh, the Bible says, have your, well, no, the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. Okay. Have your instructions written in the in the journals when i've had journals going back for many many years and believe it or not i've had time you know i've said these last you know i've gone through some things and i remember god speaking to me very very clearly about and i said god are you trying to say that and that there are times where i had to go back and go pull out one of my journals because my journals are like a in a bin uh uh this huge bins that are you know they just in bins okay <laughs> uh, and so that i had times where i had to in the middle of a current you know, situation. I had to go back and say, God, did you really say that? And I would go back through my journals and I would hear, okay, yep, God did really say that. So you want to have a book of instructions, something you've written down, your dreams and your visions and things that God has spoken to you concerning what your next is. God will always tell you in advance what is coming, okay? And, be, and, and you want to make sure you don't compromise or waver from what God has shown you. Okay, well, God told you, if God said, this is it, God said, this is it. And I told people in, uh, uh, previous teaching how i had people try to change the narrative of what god told me god said this and god said that proper line and all kinds of things but i'm clear about what god said so make sure you wrote you write it down or you should have written it down in a journal somewhere what what are the instructions that god has been giving you all this time and throughout the time god will give you different pieces to the puzzle which is another reason why so make sure you have that point number four be determined not to allow fear to come back into your life. I got to say that again. Be determined not to allow fear to come back into your life. If you read Deuteronomy chapter one, around about the 29th verse, it reads, don't be shocked or afraid of them. Who are them that talk about your enemies? Remember in the last teaching, I talked about how Paul said that uh, there are many doors being opened up to their great and effectual door that are being opened up to me. And he says, with that comes many op much opposition or many enemies or those who are coming against us. And so when you walk into your promises, it's important to uh, understand that you're not going to have uh, all these wonderful, uh, you're going to have some, some great, some great achievements, but it's not going to come without opposition. And you got to learn how to handle your opposition correctly. And so it said in Deuteronomy 129, don't be shocked or afraid of them because what is them? That is the enemy. That is the spirit of intimidation. That is naysayers and, and, and people that use their words against you and lie on you, betrayers. Uh, the same kind of people that you met in your preparation are the same kind of people that you'll meet in your promise. So again, don't be shocked or afraid of them. So God is going to go ahead of you. He will fight for you just as he did when you, uh, when you were in Egypt. And Egypt is represented of a place of bondage. So the same God who delivered you from your place of bondage in Egypt is the same God who will deliver you in your, in your promise. You're going to have people with the same spirit. You now come with a new resolve a new anointing and a new uh a new determination 
to move forward in God. You come out with new wisdom. You're not going to be easily, you're not easily getting because the process and the preparation has taught you how to do that. All right, let's keep moving forward. We got a little bit more to go and then we're almost done. Uh, point number five, I'll talk about this last time so I won't reiterate that, but take inventory who will go with you. The type of godly character you need in your new circle. Okay, and I talk a lot about this because I do a lot talk a lot about, you know, toxic relationships and and, and toxic people and, and, and that's just a part of my, my role as a therapist. But you have to, you should have at some point come out with a better amount of discernment at some point. And you have to take into of the godly character of the people who are in your new circle and what those type of godly characters should have. If, you, if you're looking to partner with somebody in, in business, what other godly characters they have to have. If you're looking for a relationship, what other godly characters that they should have. If you're looking for friendship, if God is connecting with new people in your promise, what are the godly characters that they should have? Deuteronomy 1, 13, God gave Moses instructions, says, choose well-respected men from each tribe who are full of wisdom and understanding, and I will appoint them as your leader. So he's giving us a key here. He said, Moses, I need you to appoint these people. These are people going to help the people to transition the people into the promised land. They had a full of wisdom and understanding. My people, you got to be people, you got to be trustworthy. You got to be of godly character. Okay. You got to be dependable. You got to be committed to the vision. Okay. You can't be a user, abuser. You can't, you can't be a complainer. I'm going to hear all that. In, in in part in, in in connection now okay now if you my, my one of my therapist clients that's a different story for a different time we're not talking about those folks okay <laughs> all right so so you understand so based upon what you have learned about you and what you have learned in your process in your painful places and in your in your alone places what now qualifies people to be a part of your circle and they should qualify and talking is, is cheap actions and spiritual resumes is a whole nother thing we checking resumes at this point what have you accomplished up until this point right because because listen when you when you have gone through the process of time and you have accomplished things you're not new to this you choose to this okay and so you have to know who qualifies certain things all right let's keep moving y'all let's keep moving point number six commit to obedience regardless of what it looks like obedience is required to pass the test obedience is required to go through the process obedience is required once you get to the manifestation it is obedience is always uh uh required it's not a, it's not an option here it's, it's a required now, if you choose not to obey, obedience, watch this, is a requirement for maintaining the blessing. Obedience. Obedience to God, his leaders. Obedience. You cannot have submission without obedience. 
And you cannot have obedience without submission. You must be led by the Spirit. So again, Deuteronomy 8, 1, be careful to obey all the commands I'm giving you today. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, don't be lifted up in pride. Remember that as God is transitioning and giving you victory, don't be lifted up in pride. When you see the success that God has bestowed upon you, remain humble. Don't start, don't start getting haughty. Once a person starts getting haughty, haughty is another word for prideful or uh, superior arrogance. Look at me. Hmm. You look down upon people. You, you, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's haughty. God don't use haughty people. God does not uh, release his promise to arrogant and pride for people. Okay. You don't qualify for the promise if you are haughty. Okay. So, so, so you got to remain humble. If you read Deuteronomy 8, 16 through 18, and it reads, uh, he said, uh, he, who, this, uh, I think it's a King James version. Maybe it's new King James version. I don't remember. <laughs> who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know. That he might, what I said is humble you, that he might test you to do you, to do you good in the end. He did it for your own good is what he's saying. Then you, uh, you shouldn't say in your heart, my power, remember this is pride, my power and the might of my own hand has gained me this wealth because there's some of you who are going to walk in tremendous wealth, whatever that looks like to you. Wealth could be money, wealth is not limited to money. Uh, but he's, but you, you, he doesn't want us to get in our hearts. Look at me, darling. It was my wealth. It was my ingenuity. It was my intelligence. It was me, 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 me who created this wealth. God said, no, 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 don't do that. He said, and you shall remember the Lord, your God. Remember that word, remember, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Power to get wealth. He, he, he who does it? He gets not, not us. He. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to his fathers, as it is this day. Keep yourself humble. God transitions you. Don't sit up here with your head in the sky, thinking you bigger, better uh, than anybody, because you're not. It was God who gave you the success. It wasn't because you're the best. Or because you were the, the most. It was God out of his grace and his mercy. So recognize it is not by your own works that you earn the success. Rather God's grace and his promise over your life. God's grace is sufficient for us. And he is the reason why we were able to be successful. Now I want you to find yourself here. We're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 9. I got my phone out here. Round about the first verse, all right? And it says, listen, O Israel, listen today. Today you are about to cross the Jordan River to take over the land belonging to nations much greater than you and much more powerful than you. They live in cities with walls that reach the sky. These people are strong and tall, descendants of the famous Anakonites. You've heard the saying, who can stand against the Anakonites? I may have pronounced that wrong. Mind your business. <laughs> but recognize today the Lord your God is the one who will cross over ahead of you like a devouring fire, 
fire and destroy them. He will subdue them so that you will conquer them and drive them out just as the Lord has promised. Why is he going to do that for you? Because he is true to his word and because of his promise. After the Lord your God has done this uh, for you, don't say in your heart, the Lord has given us this land because we are such good people. Don't think I'm so wonderful. This is why the Lord's giving this to me. No, it's not. No, it is because of the wickedness of other nations that he is pushing them out of your way. It is because you, 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 that's self-explanatory. Okay. It is not because you are so good or you have such integrity that you are about to occupy the land. The Lord your God will drive these nations out ahead of you because of their wickedness and to fulfill the oath he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Some of you are walking into promises that have been released to your ancestors, your parents, your grandparents, and you are now the generation that's going to walk into it. So you must recognize the Lord your God is not giving to the land because you're good. You are not, you are stubborn. Remember and never forget how angry the Lord was with you, uh, made, how angry you made the Lord your God out in the wilderness from the day you left Egypt. Now you've been constantly rebellious rebelling to the point he's saying is this and i'm not gonna keep reading this uh you read the whole deuteronomy chapter uh, nine but he's basically saying listen you you didn't do it all right we can sit there and be like i'm i'm wonderful and i'm getting this prompt because of my righteousness and i've crossed every eye and dotted every t and i've done it all honey no he said don't forget I'm going to go before you. It's because of the promises that I gave your ancestors, your fathers and your parents and your grandparents and your great, great parents. I'm releasing this promise to you, not because of you and your great works, but because of the promise and I'm God and I'm true to my, to my word. So don't get haughty in, in yourself because th that you disqualify. When people start getting haughty and arrogant and prideful, God, they just get disqualified. But it's not to your own works, but rather remember the grace of God and his promise. Remember, point number nine, we got two more, then we, we're done. Remember what it takes to endure. Remember the last word we talked about in, our, in the previous teaching called endure. Remember what it took to endure the process is what it takes to maintain the promise. That's why God had to prepare you. That means being disciplined. That means uh, letting go of old habits and embracing new, healthier habits. That means letting go of wrong people to be embraced the right people. What qualifies you, what what uh, what it took, excuse me, to endure, then is what it's going to take to maintain. All right, lastly, uh, point number 10, prayer, praise, meditating on scripture. Prayer, praise, and meditating on scripture is going to be key uh, to maintain your promise. And, and each step, because remember, we go from glory to glory to glory. So you learn one thing, you master that, you go to the next thing. And then you go to the next thing. You never stop learning. But prayer, praise, and meditation on scripture. Remember to honor. God disallows and disqualifies dishonorable and disrespectful people into the promise. So don't be one. Don't hang around these type of people. And don't be one.
I am Dr. Samaria and Cobra. It's been my pleasure. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Next time, we're going to talk about the introvert. And then we're going to talk about how to endure persecution. Because I got to give you the painful places because that's what that's what therapists do. Okay? So I'm going to give you that. But you can check me out. www.drsamariacobra.com My blog, my social medias, my contact information, those who want to request speaking engagements. All that is found at drsamariacobra.com dot com okay and also my training courses you can pick check me out www.trainingchristianleaders.com that's really really good and then if you want to schedule an appointment if you are in the state of north carolina okay a lot of people reach out to me in the united states of north carolina and i only practice in the state that i'm licensed okay or if you're a therapist you need some inspiration uh feel free to contact me at www uh, kingdomcreativecounseling.com that's the way of my counseling website and if you are want to consult with me maybe you are a therapist okay you are a therapist so you want to establish your own private practice and things of that nature i do have a training course uh, at trainingchristianleaders.com that teaches you all about that and if you want me to consult with me in regards to business and things like that um, um which consulting is not therapy okay so don't be calling me because you're in a different state because you need therapy you say i just want to consult no 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 <laughs> Uh, I do do some consulting work as well. You can also check me out again at www.drsamaricobra.com. We'll be back in a day and a time and a banger. Bye, y'all. Bye.